Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash Patchwork Heart Ministry today. And welcome to another edition of Hungry for More. I'm your host, Al Smith. And uh, boy, we've been having a great time here uh, sharing um, ideas, uh, opinions, and uh, of course, sharing a little bit of the wisdom of Archbishop Sheen. And uh, last week, I, I want to thank everyone who tuned into the program. And uh, we had over 1500 views uh, of the program i did a little book review on sheen's classic victory over vice and uh, this book has changed the lives of hundreds of thousands of people and uh, i know it changed mine and uh, truly helped me um, realize that sin cost our lord and that he went to calvary to uh, die for my sins and for yours. And um, again, you can't go wrong with Sheen's wisdom, uh, especially the book, Victory Over Vice. So uh, thank you to everyone who watched that program. And uh, the beauty of the internet is you can reshare it and reshare it. So it's available on our feeds and uh, let's share it another 1500 times. All right, today I wanna talk about the Eucharist. Um, we're, um, fast approaching uh, the feast of Corpus Christi. Uh, again, that beautiful celebration where we uh, truly um, honor the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord. We see many churches offering Eucharistic processions. Um, I know that many of the churches will be offering um, times of adoration uh, throughout the day. And uh, again, as we're reopening our churches, um, it'll be, um, to a lesser degree, I think, this year. But still, many churches are going to uh, have these great celebrations. So I appreciate uh, seeing the text and all the different notices that I've been getting, uh, how people are just looking forward to uh, coming back to praying with our Eucharistic Lord. Now, uh, Archbishop Sheen, of course, preached the Holy Hour. Um, in season and out of season. And the holy hour for many people is not just, um, again, spending time with the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, it is that spending an hour with our Lord in prayer. And I remember listening to his radio broadcast from the 1930s and 40s. And um, I was always intrigued how he reached out to Protestants uh, and to Jews. Um, you know, I always thought, oh, it's the Catholic hour, so he's speaking to Catholics, right? Uh, but no, he was speaking to the whole world. He was 
evangelizing them to say, here's what Catholics believe to be true. Um, here's the joy that I experienced from being Catholic. And uh, he was not ashamed to share his joy with the world. But he challenged everyone to spend an hour with the Lord, but to especially spend time with your Bible. And he'd say to the Jews and the Protestants, we have this in common. We love the Word of God. So if you um, want to, um, I guess, follow the scriptures, <laughs> and I say follow the scriptures in that, um, again, we're called to be united to God. Well, what better way to uh, be united to God by learning about God by reading the scriptures? So he really challenged people to say, hey, try to carve out an hour in your day uh, for the Lord. And, and I think that's the hardest thing. We're all busy. I, I put my hand up. I have a million and one excuses every day why um, I didn't get to prayer. When really, uh, God's given us many hours. We just have to develop a greater love, a higher love for our Lord and Our Lady to spend time um, meditating on the great mysteries of life. Um, I think of how, um, and again, I, I don't want to get this wrong <laughs> because, you know, I, a lot of you are watching. A lot of you were um, kind of saying, hey, Al, you're the sheen expert. Deliver the goods, right? So uh, a lot of times I'll actually have the book open in front of me, even though I keep my eyes forward on the screen. I'm just cheating a little bit, right? But uh, still, um, Sheen has not only touched my life, but uh, many of you viewers also. Uh, I've been thinking about the Eucharist, and um, you know, I live in Canada, so uh, the snow has finally melted, and um, again, spring has finally come to uh, my parts. But uh, sadly, the churches are still closed. Now, they just announced that the churches will be reopening this weekend, and uh, they will be having uh, they won't be having any mass on Sunday, but the church will be open for Eucharistic adoration in honor of, um, uh, again, the Feast of Corpus Christi. Uh, but many of us have been on what we call a 90-day Eucharistic fast. Um, it's been over 90 days since I've received the Lord uh, in the Eucharist, or even seen the Lord. And uh, I think it challenged uh, me a great deal, and I know many people also felt this uh, great sorrow. And I think we had to sort out, um, you know, sort out our, you know, what do we believe in? What is our faith? And uh, all of us were challenged. And so I had to go back into my history books to kind of see, you know, has this happened before? Uh, is there any um, words of consolation uh, that I can find that can, um, you know, get me out of my funk? Because I'll be honest with you, uh, I got into a lot of funks over the last 90 days. And uh, many of you, I think, can relate to being in a funk. Uh, but I started to read about history and how the Eucharist for so many Catholics, they only received the Eucharist once, twice, three times a year. It wasn't like they received uh, every day like many of us do. And uh, um, I, that kind of floored me. And I thought, w what do you mean? I just thought for centuries, everybody goes to Mass and they all go to Mass on Sundays, right? And receive the Eucharist at least 52 times a year. Well, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. Many people only receive the Eucharist a few times a year. 
And so kind of studying that, it kind of gave me a little consolation to say, ah. So what I also had to realize was, all right, what if I told you that you would never receive the Eucharist ever again? That the churches were going to be closed for even a longer time? What does that do? Well, I had to go into my sheen and start reading and start seeing what Archbishop Sheen recommended to us. And uh, I tell you, there's two seven-step programs, seven-step programs that Sheen um, shared in his writings. And one of them has to do with uh, meditations that he gave um, to ponder during the holy hour. Now, in the second part of the program today, I'm going to share with you 10 good reasons to make a holy hour. And these were the 10 good reasons that Sheen gave to us. And he wrote them in the book, The Priest Is Not His Own, uh, a number of years ago, in 1963. And I shared them in my uh, little creation, my Sheen anthology, Lord Teach Us to Pray. And I think I've got a copy here. Yep. So uh, this is what the book looks like, Lord Teach Us to Pray. And um, there is a whole chapter on the holy hour. And in that chapter, Sheen gives seven meditations of um, things for us to ponder on uh, to help us to draw closer to God. And um, it's those seven um, meditations that I want to share with you uh, to help you um, to develop a formula of how to live your life and how to find peace of soul. Because, again, if none of us ever received the Eucharist um, for another two years, I think we would really strive to become holy. And I think that's one thing that I have been taught during this 90-day fast is that um, what are you doing to become holy? What are you doing to become a saint? And um, I tell you, I needed the seven-step program. And it was those seven steps that uh, truly helped me to um, have a little bit of peace of soul. And I want to share those seven with you here uh, during the first part of our broadcast. So what Sheen would say to us to lift our spirits is he would remind us about the incarnation. I tell you, it is the greatest story ever told that God so loved the world that he came and took human flesh to dwell among us. I mean... A lot of times people would say, oh, Archbishop Sheen, he, he smiles a lot. He smiles a lot when he's on camera. Yeah, he smiles a lot because that story, that joy that God came to the world to save us can put a smile on your face seven days a week. And he wanted to share that with us. And that was the first step that he would always recommend. Everyone remember the Incarnation. Remember the Incarnation. Meditate on it. Cherish it. And uh, know that uh, God loves you. He does. And so that's the first one. Now the second one that uh, he um, would uh, really, you know, make sure we don't forget this, is that Christ lives in your heart. He lives in us today. And I think this is where I was getting all crazy about, oh, the churches are closed. I'm not getting to Mass today. 
I've been going and doing holy hours almost my whole life, it seems. That's been cut off. Man, there's no Jesus anywhere. Uh, excuse me. No, no, Jesus is in you. He's in you. And start to enjoy Christ that's in you. And I think this is what we forgot. Yes, Jesus didn't leave the tabernacles. He was there in my parish, uh, down the street from my house. He was there. And again, it was up to me to remember that he was there, but also to remember that he is in my heart. He's in my soul. And for all of us, too, I think we can forget that very quickly, that Jesus is in our hearts. So let us never forget that. We receive so many graces through our baptism, so many graces through the sacraments. And so Jesus lives in us. And we always have to remember that. So uh, those two opening lessons that uh, I just want to share with you. Remember the incarnation and remember that Christ lives in you. Very important. Now, the third uh, step of the seven-step program that Sheen shares is that he uh, reminds us that now you can lose the divine life, okay? <laughs> and and I think we all need this sobering commentary once in a while that yeah, you can lose your soul, okay? Uh, a lot of times people would think, no, once I'm saved, everything's good. I'm, you know, no problem. No, you can lose your soul. And I remember the first line I ever read of Bishop Sheen, um, beautiful book, 1949, Peace of Soul. That first line was simply this, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. And... Um, that rocked my world because I honestly, when I read that, I said, I love Bishop Shane. I love his wisdom. I love his, um, his zeal. Cause who talks about saving souls anymore? Not too many, not too many. He got it right. Saving your soul, saving your soul. And so he reminds me and he wants to remind you, you can lose your soul. So guard it, protect it. Do everything you can to avoid sin. And if you fall into sin, get to confession. Get everything back again. But remember, you can lose it. Sometimes we just get too um, complacent. We kind of think everything's okay. I go to daily mass. I do holy hours. I say my prayers. Yeah, you can still lose your soul even doing all that stuff. So be careful. Be careful. So what I love about Bishop Sheen is he reminds us, hey, you can lose your soul. So be good. Be careful. All right. Now, the fourth step that he encouraged us to meditate on on a regular basis is that we we have to deny ourselves. Um, it's tough. I mean, we are creatures of comfort. I know I am. I know I am. But yet, I think as I read the saints, I read what's required. There is that self-denial. We have to um, make little sacrifices. We have to practice dying. Uh, I've seen this so many times now where uh, people say, I'm so afraid to die. And Archbishop Sheen said, well, probably because you haven't practiced dying. And so we have this duty to make some sacrifice, to deny ourselves, to pick up our cross and follow the Lord. So um, easier said than done, 
but thank you that uh, Sheen, in his wisdom, his writings, reminds us that uh, it's our duty to deny ourselves, uh, to pick up our cross and follow him. And know that the promise that our Lord said to us, you know, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Remember that. It's going to be difficult, but the Lord will give us the grace. Um, as he said, I will give you, I won't give you any more than you can handle. And he's been true to that to that promise, I know, with me. And even for you, I think you will admit, yes, the Lord is faithful to that promise. He never gives us anything that we can't handle. He always gives us the grace. Okay, now, going into um, number five. One thing that Sheen stresses is that we have to give God glory in everything. I mean, and let's be honest, I don't think we give God enough praise. Um, I don't think I was praising him as much as I could have during this 90-day Eucharistic famine. I was I was miserable. <laughs> I was getting nasty. I was uh, chirping about the bishops and the clergy. I, and I think all of you can relate to that, too. I think you were chirping, too, and we were all getting kind of, <laughs> you know, uh, crotchety, <laughs> I don't know, getting old. My <laughs> my grandchildren call me grumpy uh, instead of grampy, you know. So um, anyway, but I think it's this idea that we have to give God praise. Give God praise at all times. And um, I tell you, he snapped me out of many funks because I was just getting negative, negative, uh, critical. And yet the Lord's saying, have you praised me yet today? Have you thanked me for the weather? Have you thanked me for your faith? Have you thanked me that the church is still there? Um, yes, it will reopen one day, but have you thanked me? So we have to give God praise as often as possible and be reminded, you know, don't forget to give God thanks. You know, uh, holy justice tells us that we have to give God praise, give God thanks. So again, that's lesson number five. <laughs> continue to give God praise. Okay, we move on to lesson number six. And um, again, Sheen gives us the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, how many of us, um, you know, spend some time to be with the Blessed Virgin Mary? And, you know, we get so used to spending time with the Eucharist because we get to go to church every day. But, um, you know, how many of us fostered a uh, an increased devotion to the Blessed Mother. Um, spend some time in conversation with her. Um, I know it's hard. It takes time. I mean, relationships, I always think, how do you spell love, L-O-V-E? No, no, it's T-I-M-E. And so you have to spend time uh, with her. And um, again, the rosary is beautiful, meditating on the mysteries, of course, of our Lord and our Blessed Mother. But we need her. We need her. Sheen said so many times, you know, if you want to be holy, you need to go to Mary. Uh, she is the refuge of sinners, the refuge of sinners. And who better to form us as Christians as her, because she's the one who formed Christ. Um, again, I think we sometimes will wander away from her, try to do it without her. Uh, but the more we go to her, the more she'll point us to him. And so uh, we need the Blessed Virgin Mary. And the last uh, thing that our Lord gives us, um, which, of course, Sheen um, reminds us, 
he's still here. The Eucharist is still here. And so we need the Eucharist in our life. And those spiritual communions, I know for some of you, uh, they were <laughs> maybe not uh, your favorite prayer. Uh, but uh, again, that was a prayer well said. And uh, many of us are starting to receive communion again. But I think now we're going to cherish the Eucharist more than ever now, uh, now that the churches are opening. And uh, we had to have something taken away from us for us to appreciate it a little bit more. And I think that's what's truly happened here, I think, for many of us, is this Eucharistic fast has made us appreciate the Eucharist. And so, um, again, we won't take it for granted next time, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, now, this program, of course, I want to spend time about 10 good reasons to make a holy hour. Because I think a lot of us now are going to have to say, okay, what is my prayer life going to be? Um, you know, the churches will still practice social distancing. There'll be some tensions. But what am I going to do? What commitment do I want to make to God? And um, I think a lot of us are saying, maybe I'm not going to do as much as I used to. I'm still a little bit uh, nervous. Um, yeah, so we all have to make that decision. And uh, But I tell you, I am I have a greater resolve, I think, now more than ever before to be faithful to the holy hour. And so I thought this was a great, this would be a great time to share with you uh, Sheen's 10 Reasons to make a holy hour and uh, so i pre-recorded a message and shared it this week with uh, many viewers because uh, there's going to be a number of eucharistic uh, conferences uh, virtual conferences and uh, i'm starting to appear on some of them and so um, i thought it was a timely message to share sheen's wisdom about the holy hour and so uh, we're going to cue that up uh, we're going to take a, a short commercial partial break, uh, but then come back with a presentation on 10 good reasons to make a holy hour by the Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. So please stay tuned for that, and uh, thank you again for joining us on Hungry for More. We'll be right back. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Hello everyone, my name is Al Smith and I'm the founder of the School of Sheen. Uh, many of you might have seen me over the years on EWTN television or heard me on radio. Um, again, I am a lover of Sheen and uh, have the privilege of sharing his wisdom uh, with a worldwide audience. I started a little website uh, 10 years ago called bishopsheentoday.com and uh, on the website with over a million visitors each year people spend time watching sheen videos listening to a few of his audio recordings and uh, reading some of his books so again i am here to share the love of sheen's um, great teachings on the eucharist uh, especially the holy hour uh, it is the feast of 
Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Corpus Christi, um, again, uh, where churches hopefully all over the world are reopening to celebrate this great feast. Um, now, again, I'm here in Canada, so uh, I'm giddy because the churches are just starting to open now. And uh, again, with the feast of, of Corpus Christi, um, my heart has been yearning to uh, pray a holy hour uh, in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament for almost 90 days now. So uh, we are long-suffering here in Canada. All right. But uh, again, Sheen's writings on the holy hour uh, are beautiful, and I want to share some of them with you. Um, I'm going to be quoting from uh, the book, The Priest is Not His Own. Uh, you can still pick up a copy from Ignatius Press. Uh, great meditations. Um, I tell you, personally, I read this book every year. I'm a father, grandfather, and uh, I have learned more from this book of how to be a good holy husband um, than any books that I read on fatherhood uh, because uh, I am a priest. <laughs> you know, even though, again, people say, no, you're not a priest. Yeah, I am a priest. <laughs> I'm a priest through my baptism. And, uh, you know, and you too uh, have a priestly miss mission. Uh, for when you were baptized and you were anointed with the oil of chrism and you were claimed for Christ and you are to become priest, prophet, and king. And, uh, you know, why is this world so messed up? We need more good fathers and more priestly um, behavior. And so if you want to have a good training manual, this is a great book. The Priest is on His Own, Ignatius Press. Um, so, and Sheen wrote two chapters on the Holy Hour in that book. Now, there's another book uh, that I absolutely love, because uh, I had <laughs> something to do with it, uh, is Lord Teach Us to Pray. Uh, it's an anthology of Sheen's writings on prayer. The Our Father, the Mass, the Holy Hour, Stations of the Cross, Meditations, they're all in here. And uh, Sophia Institute Press helped me put this together. So um, there is a chapter on the Holy Hour that uh, you'll absolutely love. And so I want to share uh, Sheen's 10 good reasons to make a Holy Hour. Now, there's hundreds of reasons to make a Holy Hour, but Sheen uh, took the time to share 10 of them with us. Now, I'll start with his own personal story. And many of you may have heard this story, too. They asked uh, Fulton Sheen one day, why are you so dedicated, dedicated to your holy hour in that he spent 62 years of his life never missing, never missing. Now, you, you and I know we try to get on programs and we do it for about a week, 10 days, and then we fall off, you know, the cart. And, um, but Fulton Sheen, for 62 years, never missed um, his holy hour. And uh, they asked him, so kind of what inspires you? And he talks about a story of a little Chinese girl many years ago. Um, the persecution um, was um, happening. It's still happening today. And the communist authorities broke into the church, seized the priest, arrested him, and put him in jail. While at the same time, they desecrated the tabernacle, knocked it over, and the sacred host fell on the floor. Now, the priest knew there was 33 hosts on the floor, and a little girl witnessed all of this, and she was so in love with the Lord, so in love with the Eucharist, 
that every night she snuck into the church and there reverently consumed one host. And she did that for 33 consecutive evenings where she'd sneak in uh, under the watch of the guard and just spend time with the Lord in holy reverence and then consume one host. Well, on the very last day when she consumed the last host, the authorities caught her and of course killed her. And Fulton Sheen said, if that little girl could risk her life for 33 days, I need to make a similar sacrifice. Not similar so much in that I'm gonna risk my life, but it was her love, it was her example of love that inspired Fulton Sheen to make that promise to the Lord to say, I will commit uh, to uh, never um, missing. And he was faithful to his promise. Uh, and so beautifully, uh, when Fulton Sheen died, he died in the presence of our Eucharistic Lord. He was in his own private chapel, and they found him there uh, collapsed, um, of course, in the Lord's presence. And so what a great way to die in the presence of the Lord. But uh, he lived what he preached, and uh, he preached the holy hour. So, um, and of course, he was instrumental in uh, developing uh, this beautiful holy habit of prayer with uh, many priests and seminarians that we uh, encounter today. Uh, the holy hour becomes uh, very much a part of their lives, and thank God, thank God. What Fulton Sheen wanted us laity to have that same joy, that same love, and encouraged us to practice the holy hour. Uh, if you listen to any of his recordings from the 1930s and 40s, when he was on the air with the Catholic hour, uh, he challenged everyone to make a holy hour of prayer. Uh, he would say to the Protestants and the Jews, um, open your scriptures, meditate on God's holy word, but schedule an hour every day where you're going to spend time with the Lord. Spend time with God, meditating upon uh, the great mystery of us, hopefully one day, being with him in heaven for all eternity. So he said to Protestants and Jews, pray, pray for an hour with your scripture, spend time with God. But to Catholics, he said, spend time with the Blessed Sacrament, um, and of course, you will be blessed. So this holy encouragement that this um, holy man gave to us to practice the holy hour. Now, again, I'm going to quote from um, the book, Lord Teach Us to Pray. And um, again, he makes it very simple. Um, he starts off and says, why make the holy hour? And why even spend that hour in prayer each day? And, and he nails it here. And I'll share this with you. He says, because today we are living on the surface of our souls, just the surface of our souls, knowing very little about God or our inner self. Our knowledge is mostly about things and not about our destiny. Very, very true. We're shallow, shallow people. And yet, how do we become saints? We have to start um, moving towards the language of love, spending time with the Lord and learning how to imitate him, becoming like him. 
one thing I love about Fulton Sheen is he said, I don't want my life to be mine. I want it to be Christ. I want it to be Christ. Oh, I think so many of us would, would love the day when we can say that with great conviction. I don't want my life to be mine. I want it to be Christ. And uh, we need to aspire to that. So, all right. Let's give you 10 good reasons why to make a holy hour. Now, many of us have been on a Eucharistic fast because of the uh, legislation that's been in place. I'm here in Canada, and the churches are just starting to reopen. And uh, some of them, of course, in time for the Feast of Corpus Christi. And uh, for many of us, it's been three full months. And uh, so, um, unfortunately, some of us might even um, fall into the habit of not going back uh, with the same fervor that we had before. Uh, but these 10 good reasons will hopefully inspire you to um, go back and go back with even greater love than before. And for many of you who have never done a holy hour, maybe some of these reasons will inspire you to make a holy hour. So let's go and share this to, with you now. All right. Now, I'm a little bit goofy sometimes, so I apologize. Um, my wife usually, you know, gives me the gears saying, you know, this is holy stuff. You should be more serious. But I, I'm a man of joy. I am a blessed man, and um, I've learned how to laugh. I've learned how to laugh. Uh, these are laugh lines, okay? <laughs> these are laugh lines. Um, and thank, I thank my parents for... Um, giving me an environment of joy. I'm one of 12 children, so I'm well adjusted. <laughs> anyway, so I digress. Let's get back to these 10 good reasons to make a holy hour. Okay, so the first reason, the first reason is a no-brainer. Because it's the Lord. He's there. He's there. Now, I know there was the Pew Research study that I keep hearing all the time. 70% of... Catholics don't believe that it's really Jesus in the sacred host, 70%. But you know what? Um, it really is him. <laughs> it really is him. And um, I, I can't, um, I want to convince you, and I know many of you who are watching are um, convinced, but it is the Lord. And we have to remind ourselves. I mean, if, if I said to you, um, you know, in, in fun, but in all seriousness too. Uh, Jesus is coming to your town um, and he's going to be healing people, preaching again, just like in days of old. But Jesus is coming. Uh, we all might say, hey, I want to I wanna see Jesus. I, I, I want to see, I want to live it. I want to experiencing it. Um, you know, um, well, I got to tell you, He's already here. He's in our towns. He's in the tabernacles. He's present with us because he was good on his word. When he said, I will not leave you orphan, he didn't. He remained with us in the Eucharist. And he gave us his mother as a gift. So uh, he is faithful to his word. But reason number one, because it's time spent in the presence of our Lord. It truly is. So, okay. Reason number two. If that wasn't a good enough reason. Um, and I love this. Sheen talks about, you know, when you spend time in the holy hour, 
it's kind of like you get to leave the world behind a little bit and experience his love. Sheen reminds us of the story of the road to Emmaus where they were walking down the road and our Lord meets them. And what does he do? He converses with them and opens up the scriptures. And then as they journey, he then says, okay, let's break bread together. And he shares the Eucharist with them. And their eyes were opened and they realized it was the Lord was with them. Their hearts were burning. And you can have a similar experience in your holy hour in that you, you know, you have to get rid of the noonday devils, the dust. And then if you open your scriptures and Fulton Sheen recommends that you bring your Bible with you to the holy hour because it's prayer and meditation. And, um, to meditate on God's word. And um, many people will share, they say, well, when my holy hour is coming to an end, I don't wanna leave. My heart is burning. It's like, I, I see the Lord for, for what he is. He's my God and I'm in his presence and he's listening to me. Um, heaven on earth, practically. But again, it's a great therapy in that you get to um, lighten your load, lighten your load. All right. So, number three, Sheen writes, he says, because our Lord asked for it, okay? Again, we all know, Holy Thursday in the garden, what did he say to his disciples? Could you not spend one hour with me? And we know the, that the disciples fell asleep, the spirit was willing, the flesh was weak, and, you know, I admit, there's many times I go and pray my holy hour and have a really good nap um and even uh, fulton sheen talked about that uh one time he um and he says i you know he very rarely naps through the day but one time he prayed a holy hour and he fell asleep and he woke up um just at the end of the hour and he said to the lord did i make my holy hour and he says yeah you did just like the apostles of old he says but there was almost that thing now don't let it happen again <laughs> give me your time give me uh you know your attention your full attention but uh still i, I laugh with you uh but many of you can uh, attest to times of visiting our lord and having a good nap um i like to call it the doctor's office when i go into my adoration chapel uh, at my local parish um it's like i'm going into the doctor's office and the mighty physician is there and he comes and ministers to me. So um, it's a great, a great time, great time. But our Lord asks for it. He asks for it. Okay, reason number four to make a holy hour. Uh, Sheen says this, he says, because the holy hour keeps a balance between the spiritual and the practical. And um, yeah, we are trying to find this balance here in this world to say, I want to say my prayers, I want to do godly things, but boy, this world is just pulling me and pulling me and I get entrapped in entertainment and all this other stuff. And uh, how, how am I going to find time to be with the Lord? <laughs> and um, it, it is, it's, it, it is a struggle, but it's that whole idea of balance. We all kind of say, I want a balanced life, exercise, diet, prayer, um, all that <laughs> But again, the holy hour will help you find that balance between the spiritual and the practical.
and uh, you, you can have that. You can have that. Um, reason number five. Um, five. <laughs> okay. Um, and I love this. The holy hour will help us make us practice what we preach. Um, I'm a bit of a preacher, lay evangelist, give parish missions, do three weekly radio shows. I'm a preacher, okay? But I got to practice what I preach. <laughs> and what better uh, way to uh, make good on my promise or what I say is to be with the Lord and to let him counsel me. Uh, but he will truly help you to practice what you preach uh, because you'll spend time meditating on his word, listening to him, and hopefully uh, that's what you'll do when you pray a holy hour. Because uh, I know sometimes when uh, many of us go and sit in the presence of the Lord, we do all the talking. And <laughs> we say, Lord, I need this, I need that, I got this problem, I got that problem, and blah, 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 blah. But yet the scriptures say, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. We got to do some listening. Um, I'm sure the Lord doesn't mind because he wants to hear from us. We're all God's children and he wants to hear from us, but uh, we have to listen. We have to listen, but it will truly help you practice what you preach. And um, that's important to know. All right. Number six. Okay. Um, and I think Sheen, he says this, he goes, because the holy hour will help us make reparation both for our sins of the world and our own reparation i don't know if we hear that word enough um i was blessed when i was doing my um homework on creating my manuscript for the book lord teach us to pray uh, i spent a lot of time in rochester in the library and i was looking over sheen's handwritten notes about the holy hour and every one of his pages had the letters jmj on top every one of his pages and i went through hundreds of pages of his handwritten notes and um he was consistent every page jesus mary joseph jesus mary joseph but as i thumbed through his um notes the word reparation was on every second page it seemed and he circled it because he was saying to me it's important it's important that you take the time to make reparation. It really is a love. I know when I offend my wife and I get her very upset with me, I'm sucking up. Um, and <laughs> she says, what are you doing trying to make up? Um, yeah, but I, I'm trying to make reparation too for offending my wife. And um, again, it can be very similar with the Lord too, is we've wounded his heart with our sin. And yet, coming to him, saying we're sorry, spending time with him, uh, goes a long way. But again, making reparation. I can't say that enough. And Fulton Sheen made it very clear to me, circled it in pen many times, make reparation. Make reparation. Atone for your sins. And um, again, it's this relationship of love. And I call it a higher love. Uh, we struggle with the world, the lower loves. Yet, Sheen keeps pointing us to say, choose the higher love and you'll be happy. Our Lord, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the saints, the higher loves, the things of heaven. And uh, life will be good. Life will be good. Okay. 
Reason number seven, because it reduces our liability to temptation and weakness. Ah, so true. We all love to go to the gym. Well, maybe not me, but <laughs> lots of you like to go to the gym and you want to stay fit because you want to strengthen your body so that you can run the race, uh, endure, um, be strong. Um, the same is true for us spending time with God. We want to strengthen our soul, strengthen our resolve. And how do we do that? We spend time with the Lord. We spend time with the Lord. And so it's very important that we do that. And um, again, we need to reduce the liability of temptation. And um, again, I can't, um, I can't tell you the story after story after story uh, what people have shared with me of how uh, in their spiritual journey uh, they've been able to overcome sin because of their holy hours. Um, it's good therapy. As I said before, it's almost like um, you know, putting um, a patient, uh, a tuberculosis patient, uh, out in fresh air in the sun. Uh, the same thing can happen to us. Uh, we can receive great healing uh, through that. So, um, I love what um, Sheen wrote in this chapter uh, about this reason. He says, The Lord will be favorable even to the weakness of us. If he finds us at his feet in adoration, disposing ourselves to receive divine favors, no sooner had Saul of Tarsus, the persecutor, humbled himself before his maker than God sent a special messenger to his relief. And uh, he sends uh, relief to our souls. Um, again, I've spent a little bit of time on that one because I think, um, you know, I think we're all trying to become saints, resist temptation, become stronger, and the holy hour will truly help you with that. All right, reason number eight to make the holy hour is because the holy hour is a personal prayer. Um, Sheen talks of it as being a holy habit. And to the point where he would never want to miss uh, his holy hour. And I've had people say to me, yeah, I have to schedule my holy hour in. I just can't leave it to chance. And many people do it in the morning. But it's their personal prayer, personal prayer. Uh, hopefully along with their rosary, their novenas, stations of the cross, holy mass, all of that. And so, um, again, it is a personal prayer. And he's encouraging us to make it our personal prayer, that the holy hour is one of our devotions that we uh, will never miss, that we'll never miss. So uh, that's something to ponder and to really say, hey, maybe I should truly include it in my daily prayers. Many of you never miss the rosary, never uh, will uh, pass on that, um, faithful to that prayer. And uh, for many, um, who start to practice the holy hour, uh, it becomes their favorite prayer, their favorite time. And um, I cannot think of how so many people have said to me that it was the holy hour that truly helped them um, be converted, to be converted, uh, and to realize that they were made for eternity. Um, and that the Lord wanted us to have peace of soul. And that beautiful book that Sheen penned in 1949 called Peace of Soul. 
in the very first line of that book, he says, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. Again, I'll repeat that. Unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. And it's all about saving our souls and to realize that Jesus is the Savior and he's there waiting for us each day in the Blessed Sacrament. So, all right, reason number nine. Hopefully these are all um, you know, speaking to your heart. But reason number nine that he gives is that meditation keeps us from seeking external escape from our worries and miseries. And uh, boy, we chase the world. We really do. <laughs> we want to fill ourselves with videos and stuff. And um, again, the next thing you know, uh, we're out of balance. We've um, spent way too much time on the external stuff and not enough time on the eternal stuff. And um, because again, a lot of times those things bring us pleasure, um, food, drink, all that stuff. And, but again, where's the healthy balance? Where's that healthy balance? And so again, our escape should be to the Lord, to uh, seek him, to seek him, to go to him in all things. Um, all of us carry heavy burdens. And what did Jesus say? Cast your burdens upon me, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. So, um, yeah, <laughs> let's seek him. Let's do that. Um, and to um, have that opportunity every day to uh, bring all of it to the Lord, all of it. He wants your joys, your sorrows, all of it. But uh, let us escape to him. Okay, the tenth and final reason that uh, Sheen gives us uh, to make a holy hour is that it is necessary for the church. And, and that's so important. The church needs the holy hour. The church needs our prayer. The church needs our example. Uh, I cannot tell you, I, I am a man of trade. I, I clean up nice. My wife always says that. But uh, I go get dirty every day. I have tools. And uh, yet the witness that I give to people and they ask me about my prayer life, and I say, well, yes, I go to the church and spend an hour with the Lord at 7 a.m. every morning, and then I head off to work. And uh, when people hear that, they kind of say, ah, there must be something there that would make you do that. And there truly is. And I don't say it to brag. I don't say it to say that I'm holier than them i'm not i just say i need the lord i need to spend time with him and uh my children all saw that example because my dad my dad gave me that example sorry every day i would see my dad leave early to go to church and he was going to a holy hour in mass every morning before he went to the office. And I saw that example. And I said, my dad's onto something. He's onto something. And he lived a great life. Um, God blessed him. And uh, again, I knew that the key was his relationship with the Lord. Was he perfect? No. But yet, 
he had that relationship with God that came through the holy hour. My dad's a convert to the faith, um, was a Seventh-day Adventist, and yet he listened to Fulton Sheen on the radio. He listened to, um, you know, many of his reflections that were given to him um, through cassette tapes and stuff. And, um, you know, it worked on his heart and uh, he converted uh, for because Fulton Sheen seemed to have at the time for him the answers to the burning questions. So, and there were hundreds of thousands of people who converted to the faith because of Fulton Sheen. Uh, but again, that holy hour, that holy hour. And, uh, you know, my father, God rest his soul, um, was an example to his office too. Um, he had hundreds of employees under his care. And yet uh, they knew that that man went to mass every morning. That man spent a holy hour. So um, God love him. God love him. Okay. The church needs the holy hour. <laughs> anyway, there are 10 good reasons I just shared with you uh, to make a holy hour. And uh, again, on this Feast of Corpus Christi, uh, this weekend that many people are celebrating and watching virtual conferences with talks like this, um, I just invite you to uh, make the holy hour a holy habit of prayer for you. Uh, again, pick up some Sheen books. Lord, teach us to pray. A beautiful anthology of Sheen's writings on prayer. And the priest is not his own. A great manual for so many of us to uh, give us a rule, a holy rule of how to conduct ourselves. So uh, Sheen um, did it best for so many years and has touched millions of lives. So thank you for joining me. Have a great uh, Holy Corpus Christi weekend. And until the next time we meet, may the Lord continue to bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look upon you kindly and bring you peace. God love you. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.